welcome back to another edition of the SBK Betting Podcast. We're in the height of summer and I have a big smile on my face because I'm about to sing you the song, Do You Believe in Love After Love? <laughs> Please don't switch off. I'm doing it for one reason and one reason only. We all believe, don't we, TC and Ross? Ross Bonkers Miller, as he says on his name. I'm not sure if everyone can see it, but last week I was a little bit punchy. I was a little bit on a, on one. I think I was coming off the back of quite a difficult weekend and I was was angry and I really wanted to be proved right. And wow, Shaquille, he did me good. The boy did good. So pleased to see him win the July Cup. Um, returning at an SP of 5-2. to two, which was giving money away, really, wasn't it, in the end? And also City of Troy for TC and I. I think that was the performance of the season so far. And wow, that 16 to one's looking nice. I think I definitely um, backed him for the um, the guineas, but the derby, I think, is exactly what is his, his route's going to be. So looking forward to seeing how his um, season uh, materialises. Um, but we, um, yeah, he was back, well backed into four, four to six favourite in the end. And then Nobel was 12 to one in the John Smith's Cup. He ran a blinded finish fourth. Um, and also Ross's nap, uh, Salon Nasser finished a good second at SP of 11 to one. But all in all, a good weekend for the podcast. But Tom, let's chat about City of Troy. We had talked highly about him, about his pedigree, about his um, performance at the Curra first time out. But what just stood out to me overall was just his mindset. He clearly is this very straightforward professional horse. He he looks to me more of a three-year-old already than a two-year-old. And there's a lot to look forward to. And I just, what more? what more can you say? Yeah, to me, he's by far the most exciting horse we've seen this whole flat season. Now, I know plenty of people will say Paddington or August Rodan. There are others to mention as well, uh, not just Aidan O'Brien's string, but um, City of Troy looked spectacular in the superlative on Saturday. He earned an RPR of 116 without really being asked uh, for 100% in the race. That's the best RPR in the superlative for the last 10 years, topping the likes of Native Trail, Quarto, who was a top-class two-year-old, Master of the Seas, it was just a glittering performance for a horse that's not even a sprinter winning over seven furlongs. He's only going to improve next year when he tackles a mile and a quarter, a mile and a half. I'm really excited about him and I'm happy that I've got this Derby Antipose slip going. I should have backed him for the guineas as well. I didn't, but I think he'll probably win that as well as the Derby next year. Well, look, I think it's um, important to always, you know, look at two-year-olds in a, in a nutshell. Ross, you, you're take spend a long time a lot of time focusing on juveniles and we do sometimes get a little bit carried away and I know um you know only a few weeks ago Azadna was the next coming um and I have to say over the years we've seen a lot of two-year-olds you know the likes of Pinatobo never really getting to the heights that we hoped that he would do he was the best two-year-old we'd ever seen even little big bear this time last year hasn't really worked out are we too quick to sometimes get into the camp of you know this is the this is this is a superstar um or do you think this one's a bit different um i think i think you're right i think we are um too quick to to get into the into the camp you know we're only in july there's plenty of time yet for another superstar two-year-old to turn up but the likelihood is that the superstar two-year-olds are in bally doyle they're with charlie appleby they're probably going to have been out by now um so i think he is very smart it was a absolutely breathtaking performance i mean he just opened up and powered away and the 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 camera shot on 
on racing TV was really good because you saw him try and pull him up and he went a long way before he could pull him up. So he's definitely going to stay further. Um, you know, if you've, if you've got the big prices, there's no knocking the angle you're sat at. I just, you know, he's very short for the guineas now. Um, we're what, nine months. Anything go wrong with the horse in, in nine months? Let's hope it doesn't. Um, and then the Derby, I just, looking at his pedigree, I'm not convinced he's going to stay the Derby trip. His dam didn't. His dam, his dam didn't stay on mile four. His half-brother was out on his feet at Ascot in his first trial at mile four, and he sat off the pace on that occasion, and they went strong. I'm not convinced he'll stay. And justify, uh, no winners from se only seven efforts. I'll give you that. But no winners from seven efforts uh, at trips up to 12, uh, between 11 and 12 furlongs this season. So, you know, uh, not for a second said he won't, but I'm just saying that the price he is now um, is not for me. If, if TC offered me his slip, I, I'd happily take it. <laughs> You're but, not but not at the price he's yeah. at. Not at the price he's at now. But he was brilliantly smart and just so effortless and easy. Just looks uncomplicated. But little big bear did look very good last year, and he's he's clearly not the same horse this year. Yeah, just quick word on that because he stopped very quickly, and a lot of people saying Ryan knew that the game was up, so didn't really didn't really get him into it. What what, what was what was your take on it? Well, and, my, my take, and before we and and your take on Shaquille, without me overdoing it, just your thoughts on uh, the whole race. I mean, I I got one thing right about that race last week, which is that being drawn on the wing could mean Shaquille didn't get cover and race keen. He did, and it didn't didn't matter. Um, you have to say hats off to Ross Ryan because I was watching it thinking, oh, this is this has gone badly wrong. Um, but it was it was a calculated move. He spoke to James Doyle, he spoke to Oshin Murphy, and they said just go with him. Um, you know, if, if he gets beat, that's a very lonely place to be for Ross Ryan when everyone before you was one on the horse. You get your chance and you don't. Armchair jockeys just say it was you. You're not good enough. So I thought hats off to him. Um, the winner was monstrous. Little Big Bear was never never winning it. I mean, I was absolutely staggered. I mean, Aidan O'Brien is someone I seek out comments and try and keep a little note of what he's saying. But I saw this week he said that, you know, Ryan was yet to fully wind him up. Well, he can only have been one of those cars I used to have as a kid where you have to go backwards to wind it up in order to go forwards because he wasn't going forwards in the bit I saw. You know, he was going backwards. He went backwards into a gap to get hampered. He wasn't running forwards into a gap to get hampered. So I thought that was a wild piece. And, and you know, it's probably largely due to the fact they're trying to make a stallion. But the best horse won, Little Big Bear. Um, I, I think he's, you know, one you've got to have on your cold list now, unfortunately. And it pains me to say that because I thought he's a brilliant two-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it, and that's why it links nicely with this sort of, sort of, where we, how we can overdo, or just the way we talk about two-year-olds and horses, and you know that, and it's very important that two to three, um, sort of passing point. Um, Tom, I know you've always been a massive fan of Ross Ryan. Um, that was definitely his biggest, best stage yet, and I, you know, I think Ross is so right. It's his mind, it's his, his intelligence to actually, you know say don't worry I'm, I'm not worried about where I'm drawn I'm not worried about how I um, react to the situation I'm in I just go for it everyone I stood with Lydia Hislop Nick Luck everyone was like he's lost control of the horse but he he, he had a little bit but it hadn't really mattered I just thought hats off to him I thought that was a group one winning not just sometimes you can ride horses and they just take you there in group ones and you just have to sit on the sit on the horse I think that ride was very very much group one deserved because of how he acted within the race 
Yeah, he's a phenomenal rider and has been for the last two or three years. I've thought he was probably the best in the UK before Ryan then reasserted uh, himself. Obviously, Ryan's from riding in Ireland most of the time, but um, he's quite clearly number one at the moment. I genuinely think Rossa, Ryan and Oshin Murphy are tied for second in terms of raw ability. And Oshin's obviously had plenty more opportunities in group ones over the last however many years compared to Rossa. It was great to see Rossa get his, fine, his first group one winner on the board. And I'm sure it's going to be the first of many. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see now who keeps the ride on Shaquille, the most wanted um, uh, uh, job in in the in the country at this stage. Is it James? Is it Oshin? Is it Rossa? Um, right, look, let's chat about the re- weekend's racing at hand because we've got plenty of competitive racing. Um, we've got Group 1 action over in Ireland um, with the Irish Oaks. Now, eight runners line line up and it's pr- pretty much an Aidan O'Brien fest um, with a, with his son Joseph in there and a couple of others. It's not a race to get very much carried away with and it's we're probably just pleased that we've got one um, English representative, but really she's sort of, she's got to reverse the form um, that is blue stocking with um, the Royal Ascot winner, Warm Heart. And then you've got the Irish, uh, you've got the Oaks runner up, Save the Last Dance in there. Overall look to this, Ross, not massively taking, or is it more competitive than I'm giving it credit? No, I think it's probably one that I'll catch up with Saturday evening, I'm afraid. Um, it just just looks like if Save the Last Dance. I mean, she, she, she was disappointing at Epsom, but then when you watch it back, she showed real guts because everything was wrong for her. She didn't look to handle the track. The ground was clearly too quick, which I still can't quite fathom out on her pedigree. And yet she still was there pitching and, and, and gave it her all. There's plenty of rain knocking around. The ground should be, should be uh, softer. The course should be more conventional, should suit her if she gets back to the anywhere near the form. I'm going back to the Chester form, but anywhere near the form of that Chester win, uh, she'll win this and she'll win this comfortably, but she's priced accordingly. Um, it's a race we've got to have a selection in, so she, so she is a selection. It's not a race I'll, I'll have a bet in, just because there is the chance that Chester was the anomaly and Epson is her running. I don't think that's the case, but I'm not confident enough to to part with my hard-earned at that sort of price. Um, I think Blue Stocking has, has got a chance of reversing the form with the runner-up from, from Ascot, because I don't think Blue Stocking had the, the clearest passage through, but I think uh, Warm Heart is, is still better than her. It's, it's an Aiden 1-2. Uh, at the moment, we don't know uh, the jockey bookings. I'd be staggered if Ryan's not on Save the Last Dance. But if he wasn't, that you know that's something you'd have to take note of. But I think it's between... Uh, Aiden's two and it's saved the last dance for me but it's it's not a race to get excited about unfortunately which the Irish Oaks is starting to become that way isn't it mm. yeah it's a shame you know like we've seen Snowfall enables some brilliant fillies um doing the uh, the Oaks Irish Oaks double um but we've got no soul sister we've got the next best but I think Tom that soul sister form is the best piece of form on offer really and soul sisters proved herself against the boys ran a blinder didn't she in France and Look, you then you've got the warm heart form essentially, and you've got you know three or four horses sort of reposing. One horse, uh, Azar, is probably the one that's a little bit could be anything. Being second to Ross Carberry's no no mean feat. Yeah, Azar's a very interesting runner in the race, um, but at the same time, I remember backing this horse first time out this year at a very short price, hoping just to coin a little bit extra on the day, um, and he got stuffed. So she got stuffed. Sorry, 
So uh, I was, I'm kind of on the cold list with her. I'm just going to emulate virtually everything that Ross said because that's kind of how I saw the race. Very in, very limited interest in terms of punting, but I think Say the Last Dance is the horse to beat. A Chester performance is a standout in here, and I just don't think Epsom really suited her that much, as well as the fast ground. Softer ground will definitely suit her here, and surely she's better than Warm Heart. Yet again, though, Warm Heart should be second in this race because there's not really much else that we can talk about. Blue Stocking was stuffed. Lumiere Rock, I don't think... Uh, has any chance of reversing the form of warm heart. So it's going to be a pretty boring Aiden O'Brien one, two, hopefully save the last dance goes back to that Chester form. And then we can start thinking about how good this filly is again. Yeah, I, th- I totally agree. We did really, really love her before the Oaks. She was, I think we all, we all put her up and look, now she's got her soft ground. There should be no excuses for her. Um, so save the last dance for all three of us in the Irish Oaks. Um, we'll move on quickly and swiftly to the super sprint at Newbury, because this is a better punting race and is actually turned into a very good race in terms of quality. Um, it's um, always interesting because horses are a lot of weights based on their sales price. So you have horses with a bigger weight than more than their, their rating, essentially. Um, the likes of Instant Recall, for example, has got is a rate, rate of 75, but has got, uh, got a weight of 9.3 because of, of his sale price, which would be more than than others who are possibly rated a lot higher than him. So that is worth noting, and that can sometimes um shape the race a little bit differently it's um it's always been a richard hannon special um it's uh been a, a race that he's targeted throughout the course of the season rod millman as well um but we've got this year as mentioned a lot of royal previous royal ascot runners um and life of relief rally bob slay and juniper berries who sort of dominate this market around brilliant races um uh, Ross, I'll come to you because you're, you're you're the one that keeps a real good tabs on these two-year-olds. Is there is there a horse that you took from Royal Ascot that you think could run a good good race in here, or is there something else? No, it's 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 Royal Ascot form and Salisbury form uh, for for me, Jess. I mean, I think you're right. Your, your first port of call in looking at these races has got to be Richard Hannon and and, and Rod Milman. They they do really really well. Um, it's the race where. You just know that all the bloodstock agents have got their tweets saved in the drafts. You know, they only paid this for X cult or Philly. Um, but I, I just can't get away from the favourite. And I tried really hard because I, I wanted to take her on, but I just don't see who you take her on with, to be honest. Um, I think she's arguably unlucky not to come here un, 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 unbeaten. Um, she beat Juniper Berries at Salisbury just over a length. Uh, she was giving uh, Juniper Berries two pound on that occasion so she's she's five pound better off for that run um and she then extended that distance off level weights in the queen mary to, to to five lengths the only hole you can find in her is that salisbury and ascot are stiffer tracks than the newbury and her last furlong is always her best um juniper berries was my angle i was trying to create but eve johnson houghton is just in the doldrums at the moment happens to every trainer It'll come right again, but just at the moment, you couldn't be backing hers, I don't think, with any any real faith. Um, so it's Juniper Berries was, was the danger, but just on official ratings, um, Relief Rally is just too well in. I think the ground will be on the soft side of good. They will go fast, and I'm hoping that will just draw out her, her stamina for this five furlongs, because I think she'll be even better over six. Um, she's a real smart filly. She's not overly big. I did see connections saying, oh, she's... You know, she's got a lot of weight, but actually she's carrying less weight than she has in her last last two runs. So um, for me, that's not an issue. I think she's going to take all the beating. She's got a lovely list of entries, isn't she? Including the Nunthorpe, where she's around about 10 to 1. Um, 
I think she was a touch unlucky actually we'll ask it as well she she just got checked just slightly and it was only a nose between her and the and the winning Philly um, Crimson Advocates so I remember it well yeah you just got to think that if you know what could have been if she hadn't had that check it was such fine margins she's a really likable filly isn't she um relief rally I found it very difficult to oppose her it's just the, the prices um Tom what what do you think about the the Royal Ascot form coming into it? Do you think it's well well worth noting? Was there something outside of that? Yeah, I think she's got the best form in the book. And again, I'm just going to emulate both of what you just said there. Um, she's the horse to beat. She's a relatively short price. Everyone on Twitter is going to be saying, gosh, she's so short in such a big field, seven to four. How can I take that? However, people's conception about short prices is wrong. It's in terms of how uh, much percentage of a chance the horse has of winning rather than there's 20 runners in the race. So you shouldn't be backing a 7-4 favourite. Relief Rally deserves to be 7-4 on form. She's not short. She's just there are better punting opportunities if you like each way players. You can get bigger return for your money. So I think Relief Rally deserves to be at the top of the market. She's the horse to beat. But I'm going to look for an each way alternative. And that horse is going to be Beanham. Now, I spoke to James Millman earlier in the season uh, after she won at Goodwood in a really impressive uh, Manor on a second start. And James said uh, via text, he went, we're going to work back from the super sprint. We're probably going to go to the Mary Gate next time and then super sprint. So I kept a close eye on this filly. Uh, they went to the Mary Gate. She had no cover whatsoever at York. She actually traveled through the race really well, but she was also on the wrong part of the track. And maybe, you know, people will overlook her due to her form figures and how far she was beaten in that race. But I thought she actually ran pretty respectably, um, considering it was also the fastest ground she tackled uh, throughout her career, her previous two efforts wrong good to soft now she's going to be returning to slower ground um on saturday presumably if the likely drizzle comes on saturday morning that will definitely suit her and although if you're looking at official ratings she's got loads to find to even get anywhere near relief rally juniper belly berries etc i think she's going to improve and we've already discussed how well uh, the millman's do in this race they trained Woolhampton to finish second at 80 to one last year betty's hope uh, won the race back in 2019 so i'm hopeful that beanham uh, can hit the frame one other thing I just want to touch on for this race, the draw. If you look through the last 10 years, no horse drawn lower than 10 has won this race. They generally come middle to stand side, the protagonists. Yes, you can, you know, win from low and you can be up there in the frame. But if, if you look at the recent renewals, all the horses towards the stand side have at least a slight advantage. So I want to be drawn high. And that takes away from the likes of Juniper Berries in four, uh, Lagarida in two. They're in the top five in the market. I'd bypass those and look for the high drawn runners instead. Okay. Interesting. Um, it is definitely Beanham. I was I, I think you're gonna get a good price based on that run from last time. I think that they, they have plenty of excuses and they've given her a lot of time as well. Um, no Royal Ascot, no hard race there. Um, but also having and they've got services of Oshin Murphy is back after his suspension. So that's always a positive as well, as you mentioned earlier, riding so well and, and will be have a real fire in his belly to get back into into the rhythm of things after essentially missing his ride on on um Shaquille last week and a couple of others I'd imagine. Um one quick one before I go my section, Bob Slay hasn't been mentioned. Now that Coventry form is red hot. Um where winners coming out of their left, right and centre. Is it just an Eve Johnson Horton thing, Ross? for you uh, and and the drop back in trip Jess I just just wondered for him whether uh, he was better over the six than he was over the five and then you throw in the Eve Johnson out an angle and yeah for me it's just enough to steer me away from him 
Yeah, so I'm hoping that Eve Johnson-Horton has a couple of winners between now and Saturday. Um, that'd be helpful. Because uh, I do like Juniper, Juniper Berries. I, I remember speaking, having a long conversation with Charlie Bishop about her. Absolutely loves this filly. Can't do the weight. Um, and I think has to sort of do Bobsey, go on, get on Bobsey based on sort of the form anyway. Um, but she gets a seven-pound pull with Relief Rally this time around. Um, she was only beaten just under four lengths by her um, in at Royal Ascot. Yes, obviously, Ross sees it from a that different angle. I see it from the other angle that she'd probably get closer to her based on based on the weight advantage that she has this time. She isn't drawn great, as TC said, but she'll be a slightly better price than Relief Rally. So it's a price thing for me, although we've got different ways of interpreting all of that. But I do like um, Juniper Berries. I think she's a very speedy filly and hopefully this will um, just get her that a little bit closer to Relief Rally. But there are plenty of good angles around this race it's very competitive um and um looking forward to it big time looking forward to all of newbury actually uh, a great load of racing um new market as well has got great field sizes too um but there's a small matter of the summer highlight for us the summer plate action you know me too well jess yeah the the, the nap the, the nap was a winning nap this time last year um frankie de Burley. i mean he's his virtually his entire season is built around this race uh, he won it last year off just a, a pound lower. It was a little bit closer than I than I ideal on the occasion. He just got up on the line, but he's now seven pound better off uh, with the with the runner up. Um, his run last time was was very eye catching. He was given plenty to do. He wasn't given a hard time. He ran on into third over course and distance. The, the Bowen Yard traditionally target this this meeting and this race. Um, it's a very straightforward uh, sort of reasoning. Frankie de Burley has been aimed at this race. He's only a pound higher. He's better off at the weights with with some protagonists, and I think he'll win again. The summer plate three fifteen from Market Raisin. I'm sticking with the jumps, um, where I'm perhaps not quite as bonkers as you called me last year, uh, week. Um, and the next best comes in the two forty um, from Market Raisin, and it's Earth Company, who's moved from Philip Hobson Johnson White to to um, Mr Neville. Um, he's a really shrewd trainer. I'm always interested to see what he can do with horses. Uh, he goes back over hurdles, having been run over fences, fell last time. He's by uh, a German horse called Arcadio, and they're all just a little bit quirky. He's just too keen. He fell last time. Hood goes on, tongue tie goes on, back over hurdles, uh, off a mark of 124, which is his last winning mark uh, back in uh, December 21, I think it was. But he was second to Captain Matan off a mark of 125 offences. Captain Matan's a really smart horse in small fields. When he gets his own way, he's probably better than his actual mark. Uh, that was a decent run. He served it up to him. I think he's got a big engine. Change a yard into a smaller yard. Maybe they just found the key to this. And the hood goes on. Uh, tongue tie goes on. Gavin Sheehan's riding really well. Um, he should be a big enough price, around about 10 to 1 or bigger, I would expect. Um, so Earth Company is a, a sort of... Slightly wild next best selection. Yeah, gosh, it feels like deja vu jumps life, jumps mentality. And I see that F and I think of TC and I'm like, oh, letter to his name. You've not learned anything. Learned nothing. You're still bonkers. You're not learning anything, Ross. Anyway, he'll stick to what he knows best. We'll wait for that next season when it comes around. But Earth Company and Frankie de Berlo for um, the jumps fans at Market Raising this weekend. Um, Tom, what do you like in and around on Saturday? Plenty of flat action. Yeah, we'll just come to the Napa Express in one second. But Gavin Sheehan and uh, Patrick Neville actually had a runner at Saratoga 
on Thursday. So it's a quick uh, comeback for both. I presume the trainer was out there as well, but for Gavin as well um, to ride on Saturday. Their runner in that grade one at Saratoga finished second last. So no, nowhere close. But the race was won by Belfast Banter. What a horse he was. And he absolutely hacked up uh, back on Thursday, on Wednesday, sorry. Um, the nap this week, I'm going to stick to the flat action. We don't need summer plate at this point of the season, do we? It's the middle of the flat season. Give us just flat racing. Um, going to go to the 4.45 at Newbury. And the nap is going to be Maman June. Now, there's some notable trainers represented in this Phillies novice race. We're talking Jonathan Thady Gosden, Sir Michael Stout, Andrew Baldwin, William Haggis, Roger Varian. And hopefully that will mean that Maman June doesn't go off a ridiculously short price. Now, saying that, she's rated 100 and she's already finished fourth in the Oaks. So she's not going to be missed in the market. Hopefully we're looking at odds against. And if so, I think she's a fair bet. She's got reasonable form to her name. First time up, I was impressed with her second place finish given that Richard Hannon's horses improved for their first run. Then she finished fourth in the Oaks, which is a, obviously the, the form-bearing uh, run in the race by far. It's the best piece of form by a, a country mile. Last time out, she finished 17th of 17 at Royal Ascot. You have to put a line through that and hope that she improves. But uh, I think she's by far the best horse. Um, and this is a big drop down in grade. And then the next best is in the 415 at, New, at Newmarket, a horse called Cloudbreaker. Now, course specialist on the July course at Newmarket are critical to my punting ways at the track. Um, and I'm going to be backing Cloudbreaker to uh, record her second career success. Her first one came here in a novice event last year. She was tight for room for much of that race, but was angled out and really tackled the uphill finish nicely. I think this track suits the way that she races. And albeit she hasn't won in four subsequent starts this year, her form's actually really strong. On her penultimate outing, she finished fourth in a listed race uh, at Newbury. The winner of that was Warm Heart. The second was Blue Stocking. We've already touched on both of those. They're running in the Irish Oaks. And the third has won a listed race and been placed in a group race since. That form looks rock solid. And then last time out, she made up huge amounts of ground in the King George V stakes at Royal Ascot. Yes, the race was run to suit. They went super hard up front. And the horses that were ridden patiently out the back uh, had the bias, really. They were supposed to come through. And she did. But the race, you know, she ran a, a scream. It actually looked like she was going to win with a furlong to go before just flattening out. She's got a mark of 93. I think she's miles better than that. And hopefully, again, she'll be a decent price in the 4.15 at Newmarket. Okay. Big, um, comprehensive um, case made for Cloudbreaker. Um, I'm going to be taking you on, I'm afraid, but we'll get to that. Um, my nap, I'm going to the Curra and the Curra um, specialist, that is Art Power, returns to the track that he, he won at um, back earlier on in the season when he won the Greenland Stakes. And absolutely bolted up. For whatever reason, he just loves it there. Um, that was over six furlongs, actually coming back to five, but he he can win over five, no problem. He's got the speed. I just think he seems to outclass his rivals when he's there. Um, and he's comes into the group two off level weights, which is pretty convenient. Doesn't get a penalty for that group two win. Um, and I thought he ran really well, actually, behind Shaquille. He ran, he sort of led him into the race a little bit, but kept up the momentum. It was only last week, but he's obviously come back pretty well. We know these sprinters are just pretty bomb-proof. Um, there is Ladies Church in the race would be my kind of big, bigger concern but I just think Art Power he's a hardy type Tim to be Ziada in really good form they've really just started to roll out the winners a little bit um he's definitely hard to follow at the moment um so liking Art Power in the Sapphire States 310 at the Curra and then the 415 at Newbury just another layer um sorry at Newmarket another layer to um a, another case for another filly in this race um already made uh, Cloudbreaker, a selection from TC. But I, there have been a couple of horses that I've seen in person this year, 
um, been lucky enough to be at the races presenting or whatever. And I've, I've been really taken by and truthful is one of them. She's a daughter of See the Stars. She's from um, a lovely family um, that um, the Sunderland Holding group um, in the familiar See the Stars um, um colours and they've got they've got beautiful pedigrees and they actually sold this this horse to Highclere. William Haggis has trained the family anyway and they know them, them very well. They've taken their time with her obviously. She won at Salisbury when I was there and I just thought she has such a lovely attitude. And then she beat Shagpal at Haydock, a filly that is obviously kept in high regard, the half-sister to Pearl Driver. Now this is a completely different kettle of fish coming out of Novice Company into a listed race against her elders as well but she gets a good um, weight break because of that of 8 stone 9. Good opportunity for Kieran Fallon. As I said, very different kettle of fish here against her elders but I think she's pretty classy um, official rating of 90 um, and she'll have to raise her game again but I'm looking forward to seeing her doing so I'm not entirely sure what price she will be um, but she'll probably be quite a nice price considering she's got to um, she's got to beat some horses with some good form in these kind of listed races but I think she's up for it um, and William Haggis knows how to place, place his horses so got confidence in that so that's truthful in the Aphrodite stakes at Newmarket um, and that um it brings us to the end of another podcast um thank you to tc and to ross let's hope that we found more winners um and enjoy the summer plate um ross bonkers miller um and tc enjoy the racing this weekend so much flat action um and obviously that um that jump action um as well for everyone to get their teeth into enjoy all the rest of the sport action we've got the open we've got the ashes it's a brilliant time to be a sports fan at present um make sure um new sb key New SBK users get free, £30 in free bets when they sign up and bet £10 for the first time. Don't forget to subscribe whatever podcast channel you listen to. Um, we'll be back next week.